0: Hello, and welcome to Kevin Schuster's MMA show. For starters, I just want to quickly announce that this is my first podcast posted on SoundCloud as part of the Massachusetts Daily Collegian. It's a newspaper I've been a part of for a little over a year now. And um, I'd like to thank Maxwell Zeff, the head of the podcast department, for enjoying my podcast and, you know, wanting to add it to the Collegian. I'm uh, very excited. It not only will, you know, reach a bigger audience, but I've also heard back from a couple people that write for the collision that actually want to be a part of it too. And so in future episodes, I'll definitely tag them along. And uh, you'll be able to hear more than just my opinion on everything, get a different perspective. Um, but yeah, let's move right along. Saturday, UFC 253 on Fight Island, Israel Adesanya versus Palo Costa. This is by far my most anticipated um, fight in a long time, at least this year. Um, The fight was supposed to happen back in March um, at UFC 248 when Adesanya fought UL Romero. Um, Costa back last September or August, uh, Costa beat UL Romero in an amazing fight um, by decision, but Costa suffered a bicep injury and was out for many, many months. So Romero stepped in and fought Adesanya um, at UFC 248. So since it's been literally a year since this has you know, been in the making, I've just been waiting. But honestly, I think it's going to be an amazing fight. When you look at it, um, the two different styles and the anticipation and the little bit of animosity, you know, Israel Adesanya, of course, is... A very uh, outspoken guy, you know, holds himself with a with a lot of confidence, and Costa is the same way. And when you have those two guys going up against each other, um, nothing but great things really are, are going to come out of it. Um, when I first look at this fight, I think it's actually going to be a, a pretty even fight, because you have two very different styles, with Israel Adesanya, you have... Uh, the karate kid, the Bruce Lee, the style bender, the very good at defense. he's able to you know move right inches or even centimeters away from from a punch or a kick by his opponent and then be able to counter and use very, very technical striking some of the best striking in the entire UFC um, at this point in time. Um, and he's you know it's he might not have the the most power in the division, but he he certainly hits hard enough where, and and precise enough where he can put you out. Um, Costa, on the other hand, the bell rings start the fights. He just charges right at you. Um, He puts constant pressure, and he's hitting you in the head, the body, the legs. He's targeting all these different areas, and he isn't afraid to get hit. Um, When he gets hit, he just delivers an even harder punch to his opponent, and that'll be a very interesting thing because Adesanya, even though Adesanya likes to control the middle of the octagon, that won't be the case this fight. Costa will definitely push forward right at the start, and Adesanya will be on the on his back foot. But Adesanya's very comfortable there. He'll be fine there. Um, and it'll just be really interesting. Adesanya has an 8-inch reach advantage, which is crazy. Which means Costa's definitely going to just have to really get in there. Kind of how what Cormier had to do with John Jones, in the sense that you have to get in close and make it a nasty fight. But Costa's really good at that. Um, looking at Costa's, you know, last fight against Yoel Romero, where it's just two guys with unbelievable power and strength, they just got right in each other's faces and and stood there and traded. Um, and I think that's what Costa has to try to do in this fight, but it's going to be difficult. You know, Adesanya is very good at controlling, um, uh, keeping his distance, and and controlling the octagon. And he's very fast and moving around. I know a lot of people say you know that he runs around the ring or doesn't engage but he's just a very smart fighter that's all it is you look at the best um, UFC fighters of all time john jones you look at the best boxer floyd mayweather they're great at defense and that and that's all it is um, so with Costa's constant pressure it'll be interesting to see how Adesanya you know takes that and deals with it and i want to make a quick comparison to Adesanya's last fight which was against Joel romero And Costa's last fight against Huo Romero. Like I said, Costa put on constant pressure and, you know, he had that take one, give one ability. And we learned that Costa was very, very durable. Um, He he got dropped once, or at least, you know, almost dropped um, before he caught himself. But then he was able to get right back up and then he applied constant pressure. Again, while, you know, he's still recovering. Um, I remember Dominic Cruz. I think it was um, you know, saying that Costa should take time to try to recover and then go back in and try to engage with a guy like Romero who has that one-punch um, knockout power. But Costa didn't even deal with that. He got right back up, applied pressure. And what I think that almost did was keep Romero from applying that pressure, from trying to finish the fight. By getting in Romero's face, Costa kind of negated um, you know, just the ability for Romero To go do that. Um, And then now look at Adesanya's fight against Real Romero. Completely different. Um, But I want to say that it's mainly Romero's fault in this case. I brought this up in previous podcasts. So if you're new here, I'll just say it again. The Adesanya-Romero fight in no way, shape, or form was a bad performance by Israel Adesanya. Romero literally started the fight by standing in the middle of the ring and not moving for two minutes. Um, Adesanya finally trying to engage because he knows the entertainment's a part of it. He doesn't want to be standing there for two minutes either. But the second he engaged, Romero exploded and, uh, hit him with the left or right hook. Can't remember, but it landed a big shot on Adesanya. And so for the rest of the fight, as Romero's doing that kind of a lull waiting to explode, Adesanya just picked him apart slowly. He was using leg kicks very well to his advantage and he played a very safe fight. And people were mad at Adesanya. They are like, hey, when Paulo Costa fought Romero, he ran at him and, and tried to knock him out for the entire 15 minutes. Adesanya's not going to do that. He's champion. There's no reason for him to go out of his way to put himself in danger um, and to lose his belt. There's no reason to do that. He played the fight the completely correct way and a very smart way. Now, with Costa it'll be completely different. I think both of them are going to act in very similar ways as they did against Romero. And, and what that, that's going to cause is it's either going to cause Adesanya to engage more or Costa to take a step back and just be more technical and, and be patient. Um, but that's not what I'm seeing in this fight. What I'm seeing is Costa just runs at Adesanya, and, and, and tries to go knock him out. And, and I think that's what Dana White is hoping to see. I think that's what everyone is hoping to see. Um, because we really haven't seen a guy just charge at Adesanya. You know, you look at his, his previous fights, you know, against Robert Whitaker. It was a very, you know, standard, I want to say, um, UFC fight. You know, both were just back and forth on the feet. Adesanya got the better of it. Um, knocked him out. You look at Gaslam. You know, Adesanya had to really... That was the fight where Adesanya really had to fight through adversity, right? Gaslam had him hurt. Um, had Izzy, you know, bouncing off the cage. And and that was that was at the end, the end of the fourth round. We saw Adesanya really look like he was in trouble, right? But in between rounds, you know, he got a second wind. He came out much more rejuvenated in that fifth round than Gaslam. And he had that determination... And and will to win, and he completely picked apart Gaslam in that in that fifth round, right? Um, So what I'm what I'm seeing from Adesanya is that when he has to engage, he can. You know, with Gaslam, it was a a, you know in the fifth round it was arguably two-two. Both of them are pretty gassed, and so one of them had to go go um, close the fight, right? Adesanya took those five minutes to really just showcase his great technical ability and, and, and the will to be champion. Um, you look at some across his previous fights, they were kind of all the same. You know, we, we didn't get to see him um, have to fight against somebody who's very defensive and passive. We didn't see him have to fight through much adversity, really. Um, you know, you look at his fights against Romero, he just went and Tried to beat the heck out of him. And he, he did a good job with that. Uriah Hall. Again, constant pressure, constant pressure. Took him out. Johnny Hendricks. Constant pressure, constant pressure. Took him out. Costa has been fighting a very similar way in all of his UFC fights. Adesani has been changing things up. It's been different. He's been facing different types of opponents. And I think fighting someone like you know Anderson Silva, who has very good striking. Gaslam who has power, Whitaker, who has power and a great tactical ability and good wrestling, and then Romero, one of the strongest people in, in the UFC for and especially in the weight class, right? I think Adesanya is completely prepared for someone like Costa, whereas Costa has never fought anyone um, like Adesanya. And, and that's just a big thing that I want to point out because you have to look at these two and you have to think about know their preparation and if they're ready or not really for for that type of opponent um i know at city kickboxing with um you know israel adesani is under an amazing coaching staff with uh eugene barryman um who's top of the line um coaching but then also costa shares the same coach um with henry cejudo you know a double um two division ufc champion and and olympic gold medalist you know what i mean so they got great people behind them. But like Israel Adesanya said uh, today or yesterday, he's like, you know, Costa has never felt like he was going to lose. He had never felt, you know, his his coaching staff just makes him feel like he's invincible, right? Whereas Adesanya feels like he has been put in situations where he could have lost, where it took a, a will and a determination to push himself through adversity and to win. Um, I just think that's really interesting. I think that really is um, an advantage for Adesanya going into this fight. Um, But yeah, looking at both of their chances to win, right? For Adesanya to win, he's going to have to keep his distance and establish a jab and definitely kick Costa's lead leg. If you can slow Costa down, then he can't pressure as hard, right? And when Costa isn't applying that crazy pressure and getting in close, Adesani will be, just be able to pick him apart. That's what he did to Gaslam. You know, he just picked him apart in those last few rounds. Um, attacking the body would be great if he can do it. Um, Costa was a little a little vulnerable to that before, but I'm sure he's, he's tightened that up. But again, just hurting Costa's body, making him more tired. That's the biggest thing for me in this fight. Will Paolo Costa get tired at the end of the Romero fight at the end of the third round, he was gassed. That's a three round fight where he was applying constant pressure the whole time and where he did get hurt, right? If Adesanya is able to hurt him or hurt his body or hurt his lead leg in those first three rounds and Costa is applying pressure the whole time, there's no way that he'll be able to keep up with Adesanya's cardio going into the fourth and fifth round. There's no way. Um, so he's i think it's going to have to try to be an early night if if it's Costa i i honestly think he has to go out there and try to get the fight done in the first second or third round and that's it i think if it goes into the fourth or fifth round Adesanya will definitely have the get the win he definitely will um you know you look at Adesanya's past performances right he was tested against Kelvin Gastelum he was tested he did get hurt against Romero he there were little little bits of vulnerability When Romero was able to explode, if Adesani made a little mistake, Romero was right there to land a huge shot. And Adesani does have a chin. He has a good chin, but it's been tested. But it's never been tested by a guy that hits like Costa, right? Um, Costa hits hard, and what I like that he does a lot is he doesn't just hit hard and headhunt. He goes to the body. He goes to the legs. And I think he's actually going to have to go for Adesani's body a lot. Um... You know, Adesanya being a really tall guy, that just makes, you know, a bigger target for Costa in theory. There's plenty of advantages for being taller. You know, reach, um, length, whatever. But Costa is going to have a big target. He likes to engage, either if it's a jab or a straight right, and then hit a kick to the body. And I think that's something that we might see from Costa. That that will definitely hurt Adesanya. And if you can make Adesanya just as tired as you are, then you have a you have a chance, right? Um, But Adesanya's movement and awareness, you know, it's only comparable to, like I wrote about in in my article on on this exact topic, it's only comparable to the likes of, like, Dominic Cruz. You know, they just get out of the way of um, their opponent's strikes. Um, So I don't know. Again, if Adesanya is able to control distance, I don't know if Costa will be able to get inside and land those shots to the body. That's really the biggest question. Can Costa get inside, and and capitalize when he has the chance? I think he's just gonna have to wait for Adesanya to to you know make a wrong move, or make him guess. You know Adesanya he he reads fighters very well, and he almost knows what coming before you know what is coming before it even happens, and that's what sets him apart. He doesn't get hit. You know you look at fighters, the people that don't get hit usually. <laughs> Are, are the one that win the majority of their fights, right? Um, but, again, there was that one instance with Gaslam. I'll bring it up one more time. Adesanya was moving backwards. He got clipped. He got hurt. If you put Costa in that exact position, if Costa landed that shot instead of a gassed-out Gaslam, is Adesanya going to fall? And I think that he might. I honestly think that he will. Um, but, at the end of the day... I think Adesanya comes out um, of this fight as champion. You look at his quality of striking. He's one of the most technical strikers in the entire UFC. He uses jabs very well. His straight is a very good shot. Against Whitaker, when he was getting hit, he landed that left hook that knocked Whitaker out. As he was leaning backwards and getting hit, he was able to land a left hook that knocked Whitaker out. Just... Super precise, very accurate. Um, And then it's his defense. His defense is so good. He doesn't get hit. He dodges all the punches. People say he runs, but honestly, his um, lateral movement is just so crisp and so fast that it's hard to hit him. It's literally hard to hit him. Um, And Costa, I think, for a guy that likes to pressure that much against a guy with the speed and stamina as Adesanya, it just won't work, which means, you know, he might have to resort to a more patient type of fight, but that's not his fight. He'd he'd just be uncomfortable there, and if you're not fighting at your most comfortable spot against a guy like Adesanya, then you're not going to win. And my final prediction was Israel Adesanya wins by fifth round knockout. I think this fight is very similar to the Kelvin-Gaslam fight, except... Costa is better than Gaston was. So I think there's going to be bits and pieces where both um, face adversity because I think Costa is going to be able to land some big shots and it's going to hurt Adesanya. But as, you know, they weather the storm, as it gets into the later championship rounds, which Costa has never been to, Adesanya's been there multiple times, three times, I believe. He's He's been into a, you know, in a championship fight, right? Adesanya knows how to control um, his pace and keep all the energy that he needs in those later rounds. And honestly, against Gaslam in that fifth round, it should have been a knockout, in my opinion. Um, when you drop a guy three times in the span of 20 seconds, I feel like the ref should stop the fight, but he didn't. Um, but that was a clear you know, win for Adasanya. I think in this fight, though, Adesanya is really determined to get a knockout. And I think that's going to come in the fifth round. I think Costa is going to be tired. I think the same thing that happened to Gaslam is going to happen to Costa. Adesanya will be able to put it away. Um, and so let's move right along then to the to the co-main event. You know, Dominic Reyes versus Jan Blachowicz for the vacant light heavyweight belt. So, you know, John Jones vacated that belt, um, I want to say about a month ago now, because he's moving up to heavyweight. Um, so you know, all that does is it leaves the belt up for these, you know, these two contenders. And a lot of people are getting on Reyes' case because they're like, oh, you know, if you win this, you know, there's there should be an asterisk next to your name because John Jones vacated the belt. You wouldn't have the belt if he was still there. At UFC 247, when John Jones beat Dominic Reyes by a split decision, I think it was split decision. In no way did I think John Jones won that fight. I thought Dominic Reyes 100% won three rounds. And and there were no 10-8s. So that would then have Reyes win the fight, right? But, you know, he didn't. So now this is just a chance, you know, for him to claim what he thinks is rightfully his. What I think is rightfully his. Um, I thought he won that fight. So now, in front of him, Jan Blachowicz. The first thing I'm going to say is that Blahovich is not a John Jones. So if Reyes comes in looking as sharp and as good or better than he did against John Jones, I think Reyes will be able to take him out. You look at their fight styles, they're very similar. Blahovich has a little bit better um, jiu-jitsu. I'm pretty sure it's a black belt. You know, he has used that in the past. But recently, both of these fighters have been stand-up and trade Um you know, and, and try to knock their opponents out. Both have been very successful at that. Um, Blahovich, you know, five of his last seven fights have been, um, he's got performance bonuses, right? And then you look at race. He's got, you know, a knockout over Chris Weidman, right? And then you, he landed 119 strikes on John Jones in their fight, which isn't a lot for, which is, let me just put it this way. It's not that much if you're brawling two fighters that are about, you know, the same in, um, ability, but when you're fighting arguably the greatest fighter of all time, you land 119 strikes. That is incredible. Um, race honestly just showed his, his complete arsenal and it was fantastic. I thought race was better. I honestly think race is the best light heavyweight contender in the world. So I'm expecting to see a lot of the same things from him in this fight. I think that, you know, he makes improvements every time he steps into the octagon, so I think he's going to be even better than he was the last time. I think that he has the cardio and the striking to be able to take out a guy like Blachowicz. And Jan has lost. He, he's 9-5 and five in the UFC. He's 9-5 in the UFC. So he's lost, you know... Quite a bit in, compa- in comparison to other fighters once they join the UFC. Um, for example, Reyes is six and one with the lot with one loss coming to the greatest fighter in UFC history, right? Um, but where I see Blahovic maybe having an advantage is just the strength department. Can he land those big shots? Can he knock Reyes out? Because everyone can get knocked out. No one has a perfect chin. So that'll probably be where he's headed, or he might resort to grappling. Um, but the only thing is Dominic Reyes has a very, very good takedown defense. So that just leads me to believe that Reyes, you know, on the feet is going to have better hands. He's going to have sharper hands. He might not hit as hard, but they'll definitely be sharper and he'll land more than Blachowicz. And he's also just a more athletic guy. When he gets into the clinch, he'll be more athletic. When Blachowicz tries to go for a takedown, Reyes will be athletic. I think he'll be able to sprawl very well and I think he'll be able to get out of it. Um... Honestly, I think Race is just a better fighter. So my prediction for this one was Dominic Reyes wins by a third-round knockout. Um, I don't think it'll go all five rounds. I think this will really be a performance where Reyes, you know, gets to really show how good he is. When you're fighting a guy like John Jones, you don't get to do that, right? You don't get to show the world how amazing you are because... Everyone's watching John Jones, right? You're against the best fighter of all time. You're not going to look as amazing, right? Um, so I think this is where he's going to be able to showcase his true talents, and uh, it'll be a third round knockout for him. And I'm I'm excited to see it because then that just means, you know, he might invite John Jones to come back down, and he might fight fight Jones a second time, which I would love to see because I thought he won that fight. I'm not a huge fan of John Jones. Um, I like him, obviously him being one of the most accomplished fighters, um, in any martial art, you know, it's, um, great to just witness, but, you know, with a lot of the outside, you know, issues that he's gotten involved with, um, it would just be interesting to see a change from, you know, him to a new fighter who people can really get behind, um, like a a role model for young kids and all that. So that's what I hope to see in the future. Um, and just quickly, I'll go over, I'm not really going to dive into, to the rest of the fight card. Um, but I have a little bit of an upset that I think, I think Brandon Royale is actually going to defeat Kai Car France. You know, when I look at them, um, Car France is definitely the more experienced. Um, he's the higher ranked. He's the favorite. Um, he's probably more well-rounded. Um, I was just feeling a little bit of an upset. Brandon Royale has a big height advantage, and a lot of times what I see in, in, when these guys are fighting is normally the bigger guy actually comes out on top, so that'll just be interesting. It, it's an interesting fight. I could definitely be wrong. 100% could be wrong in on that one. I just thought that would be my upset of the night is Brandon Royale um, defeating Kaikara France, probably by decision. You don't see too many knockouts at um, in the 125 division. You don't see it that much. Um, excuse my pronunciation, but Ketlin Vieira, I have defeating Sajara Eubanks. Um, Again, that comes down to size and experience. She has, she was on a a big win streak um, before having to take a year layoff or so. And, you know, when people take those layoffs, sometimes they come back even better than they were before. Um, And Eubanks was not originally on this fight. she, she actually was just a replacement recently. So, you know, not having the preparation against someone like Vera, I just think that um, Vera will have an advantage. She'll have a size advantage. She'll have, um, she would have had a full camp. I know Eubanks has been training, of course, but Vera will have a real fight camp where she's, you know, just hitting her peak right now. I think that'll give her an advantage. And then the first fight of the pay per view, Hakeem. Duodu, um I have defeating Zubera Tokugov. Again, excuse my pronunciation. But if you don't know, Zubera is one of the people that jumped into the octagon um, and hit Conor McGregor after his fight against Khabib. Um, I thought that was one of my that was one of my least favorite moments of any sport that I had ever seen. I thought that was that doesn't really show, you know, the mixed martial arts attitude well at all, you know, from my experience, even just going to my MMA gym, you know, in in Amherst, there's a level of respect you need to have when you, when you enter the building, right. To all of your coaches, to all of your peers, everyone, you have to be respectful hundred percent of the time. And so on the biggest stage where there's people, you know, watching this for the first time, you know, and, and they do stuff like that. I'm not cool with it. So I have Hakim winning by knockout just because that's what I kind of want to see, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so just to reclarify, Hakim, Duodo De defeats Zubaira Tukogov by knockout. Ketlin Videra defeats Zajara Ubanks by decision. Rana Royale with the upset over Kaikar France by decision. Dominic Reyes, third round knockout over Jan Popovich. And Israel Adesanya with a fifth-round knockout over Pablo Costa. Um, so that's all I have. I'm so excited for this. I'm headed home Saturday night, again um, with my friend Andrew and my and my family. I'm going to sit down and enjoy this event. This this is going to be one for the ages, I think. So sometime early next week, I'll have another episode out. Well, go over everything that happened. I'll see if I got these right or not. If you're betting, normally I'm pretty good at these guesses. Um, I'm normally pretty good, but don't blame me if you if you lose all your money in Vegas or something. So, um, if you're a new listener, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you watch the fights this weekend. If the, if there's any way you can, you know, if you know a friend watching it, you know, go over. And, and watch it with them, you know, with obviously all COVID concerns um, included there. But if you get the chance, try it out. If you're not a UFC fan, try it out. It's it's one of the best sports in the world, in my opinion. There, there's nothing like two guys going toe to toe in the middle of an octagon with millions of people watching them, where one guy comes out as the hero and just one's a loser, right? One gets knocked out is is. In their minds, humiliated, and there's nothing crazier than about that. There's nothing crazier than that. Um, so yeah, obviously, um, you can reach me on Twitter um, at Kevin E Schuster. Um, if you have anything you want to, you know, want to add to this or, or give your own opinions, I'd love to hear your own opinions. So let me know. Again, thanks for listening. I will be back in a couple of days. Enjoy the event this weekend.